Um, good evening, and um, it's just uh, so good to be here. Wow. I Just thinking during the worship, like, what an incredible summer we've had so far. Um, you know, and, and I mean, I'm just, I'm just so touched by the messages today. I don't know about you, but like I came home from, from church today and like I got to talk to my neighbor. I did some work. I talked to my son. My son asked me about heaven as we were washing the van. It was so cool. And then just to think about just how amazing God is, how that Jesus is gone to prepare a place for us, and um, and what a time we live in. So I'm just so proud of this church. Uh, I had a 20-year Greater Grace reunion of my high school last week at Randy Rollins' house, and um, it was so precious to see people that I grew up with here in this church. But um, but now I'm like a we're new here, so. Um, we, we need your help, uh, Liz and I. So we're excited and so thankful to be back here. Um, the kids came home, I don't know about you, uh, a couple of hours ago from Camp Life. They're all singing songs, Camp Life songs, you know, like Flea Fly, Mosquito. And, um, and, uh, and they all make gifts for you at the craft place, you know, so they all have like little treasures that they made and they like hand you like little and it's and I'm like this is the greatest camp in all of America like you know and I'm just so thankful um, I don't know how many years Pastor Love yeah how many years has Camp Life been going maybe 40 yeah so it's just amazing so um, would you turn in your Bibles to Joshua 22 Um, Lord, just bless these few words. We thank you so much for these ancient scriptures. How this is the only book, as Pastor Carl Silva said once, that it's the only book that knew him. This is the only book that knows us. Lord, we thank you so much that the Bible speaks. Lord, we thank you so much for living epistles, known and read here in Baltimore and around the world. And we just pray that you would bless this time now. Amen. Um, to continue this, this thought from today and from Wednesday night, and this uh, teaching and illustration, which is so um, applicable and, and so useful for our life, in Joshua 22, there's the two and a half tribes, um, the eastern tribes that were given their land, But uh, to sum up the chapter, their land is on the other side of the Jordan River. And um, they are isolated. They are amazing men of God. They've been fighting for uh, six, seven years alongside Joshua. Um, Men of valor. They were commended by the Lord. They obeyed the Lord. They fought side by side with Joshua. And now they're given their land. And... um, as an application for uh, today's message, I thought about this because of what they did. And um, 
to sum it up, they are far away from the rest of the tribes and from the actual temple, which was in Shiloh. So the real temple was there, but they're on the other side of the Jordan, and geographically there's like high mountains, and it's, um, it's dangerous to travel across. It's far away. So these blessed people, um, uh, blessed by God and given their portion, are, are um, still wanting contact and still needing um, the presence of God, the people of God, even though they have their, their space, their land. Um, and so what they do is they, uh, they basically make a copied altar. They make a smaller altar. It's very interesting. And when the rest of the tribes find out, they're very angry. Um, and it says that in this chapter 22. Um, but as they work through this, they say here, listen to the other tribes, you know, please listen to us, basically, that we did this so that us and our children would remember would that this copied altar would be a witness to us. And that is like um, something I just want to point out tonight. Um, this witness, you know, we talked about it a little. It was mentioned today that the witness that we have as 21st century believers is the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is the one that has given us this unction, this anointing, and this power. Um, and in Hebrews 10... Uh, 15, it says that, that he will remind us and be a witness to us. So these precious tribes, these two and a half tribes, did what they could. That this altar, and it was said that it's put on the other side of the river, that they would look and see this altar, and they were reminded about where to go. And that's what they said here. They said, we weren't doing this to, to go against God. But we were doing this to remind us and our children where to go. Like, to remember the Passover, to remember the Red Sea, to remember all the great victories of what God's done in our life. And I was thinking, like, um, tonight, like, as a church, like, we have this symbol, not only the Holy Spirit, number one, but we have, like, an amazing... uh, Reminder through many things. And one of them I thought was, I don't know about you guys, but having a Bible that is open, having a Bible that is an open Bible, it lays on a table. It's there in your car. Um, it's, it's reminding you the Word of God can be such a symbol of what has happened. And, and it draws us to this holy place. And another thing I was thinking about was just like people. People are such a symbol of what Christ has done. Um, I don't know about you, but when I see certain people in this body around the world, they, you know, like they trigger an amazing like moment of rejoicing that they are this presence of God, they are this beautiful tabernacle of where God has dwelt in them, made a home, and like transformed their lives. You know? Like, Greg Ott, 
You know, whenever I see Greg Ott, I just like I just get so excited. Um. So, yeah, this this chapter is so so blessed and and it's amazing. And I just want you to read this one verse. It says in Joshua twenty two. <clears throat> Verse 28, it says, the last part, it says, Behold, the copy of the altar of the Lord, which our fathers made, not for burnt offerings or for sacrifice, but to be a witness between us and you. Uh, Between us and you. We have been given the Holy Spirit. We don't have to make a copy. But the Holy Spirit is making these copies in us. You know, God has begotten God in us. He's given us this Holy Spirit. And in Acts 1, 8, it says that you will be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, and all over the world. It's amazing that we can go to any country and bear this name and bring this tabernacle with us. And people look around. I was talking to a young man in the cafe who was going to Perry, another school, Perry Hall Christian School. And he was saying, like, I want to, I want to, I want to talk to people. I want to reach people in that school. And I was like, you can. You have the Holy Spirit. You can reach that school, that senior class. Like, redeem the time. Don't even, don't wait another minute. Um, so as I, we think tonight and continue to apply these messages. Um, thankfully, we don't really have to make this copy altar. But this one has been put inside of us. Jesus dwelt among us in John 1.14. But then he gave us the promise, Holy Spirit. And he said, it's good for me to go, right? He said, it's good for me to go because the Holy Spirit will come. And... Um, Tonight, we are like experiencing and sowing that amazing seed of, of the Spirit. And um, I am so thankful and honored to, to see that and witness that. Thank you. Okay, we're going to read Acts 1. Verses 7 and 8 for Pastor Shabelli to prepare for his message here. Okay, Acts chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So, Lord, we come to you tonight. We need thee. Every hour we need thee. And we just thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness, for your grace, for the body of Christ you've put us into, and uh, for open Bibles and red-hot pulpits. We thank you, Lord. We ask you to bless this message now. Open our eyes to great things from your truth. In your name, amen. Okay, you may be seated. 
Good evening. It's a real pleasure to be here. And actually, for the first time in years, I can actually see you. I had, I had my eyes worked on, and I can actually see people clearly. Before, I was seeing through a glass darkly. But now it's very clear. Very clear. <laughs> Anyhow, um, it's great to be here. Uh, we had a, a great time in uh, West Africa this year in uh, the month of July and into August. And we were able to meet, uh, we went to the Ivory Coast with Pastor Conan, who is an amazing man of God. He really has convictions and took a stand for truth against all kinds of opposition. And they have planted 52 churches in the Ivory Coast. And that's incredible. And um, then we went to Togo. We had a, a record attendance. Uh, just incredible. Not that that's like uh, evidence of spirituality, but we had uh, 2,200 people in this Togo conference, Greater Grace churches and, and Greater Grace people. You know, So we had 1,000 in the Ivory Coast and 2,200 in Togo. I was like blessed out of my socks, you know. I was almost going to preach with my shoes off like Pastor Shallow did when he was there that, that year. But uh, I didn't because I didn't have any socks on. So I think that was the wisest thing to do, you know. But uh, it was a really phenomenal time. And uh, just the Holy Spirit and the life of the Spirit. We're going to talk about that at the wrap tonight, if that's possible, um, about seven things that the Holy Spirit does. We want to speak a little bit about what, who the Holy Spirit is. I think this is so key. We've heard uh, speaking and, and teaching and the word and the initiation about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I'd first like to thank uh, Pastor Wright. Uh, Pastor Wright, could you stand up? Everybody can see you. Would you stand up? In 1983, he was the pioneer into Africa. In 1983, he went to Sierra Leone. So I wasn't the pioneer in the ministry. He was. He's the one. When I heard about him going, um, I was really touched by that and decided that maybe I should think about Africa rather than eating pizza in Italy for the rest of my life. Because <laughs> that's, that's where my mission was, uh, seemed to be going. And really, thank God, because when I heard that you went to Sierra Leone and you went to Africa and there was a great response, I started to pray about Africa. Oh, yeah, you're all over here. I forgot. I started to pray about Africa. And um, Pastor Stephen said to me one time in 1985, have you ever thought about Africa? I said, no, not much. And he said, would you pray about it? I said, I'm not so sure. I want to pray about it. And um, ended up there. It's been 37 years now, 37 years working in on the continent of Africa. It's been, it's, it's a great privilege for me because we have, we have great churches and great ministries. Right now, we, these, these men in Africa, Pastor Ronaldo, one of the keys, they planted 13 churches in June and July. Just in two months. 13 new churches in, in two months. That's really phenomenal. I think six in Uganda and uh, three in the Congo and in Namibia. And really, these, these people that are there, these amazing men and women of God that are there are just going forward with this message of grace. Because the message of grace is not heard. It just isn't heard. You talk about grace and doctrine and the truth and categorical teaching, line upon line, precept upon precept. There's not a lot of that. Thank God there are Christians there and there are churches there and there's some good ones. But this is really a, a movement of, this is a move of God. Amen. 
it's, it's, I call it revival. It's like revival, you know, just to see what God is doing. And uh, really, I'm thankful. And it's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Uh, as I was reading John 14, 15, and 16, I was just touched about those six or seven things that the Holy Spirit does. And the ministry of the Spirit. And not just saving us. I remember when I got saved. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Without a doubt, the ministry of the Spirit comes in and we get transformed and converted. But sometimes uh, that becomes secondary in our lives. That can happen to me. It can happen to anybody. Whereas the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we get saved. But do we realize what the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit wants to do in my life? This is so key. Am I led by my good old sin nature side? Or am I led by the person of the Holy Spirit? And it's either, there's three possibilities. Spirit to spirit, that's great peace. Spirit to flesh, that's a war. It's Galatians 5.22. Flesh to flesh, just dead. That's gone. There's nothing there. And so we have a great opportunity in the, in the ministry and in our personal lives to have a ministry, the Holy Spirit speaking to me, and he's given me the person of the Holy Spirit. So often we used to think about it, we would hear about it, uh, the Spirit of God was a power. But that's been totally, that's totally wrong. We heard a lot about that in Africa. The Holy Spirit is just a power. He's a person. He's a person, amen? amen. He's a person, and when I'm converted, I become a new, what? Creation. A new creation. That's the Holy Spirit coming in, making me a brand new person. I fought for years in my life. I think from like 73, 74, 75, I fought for years to try to like deal with all kinds of addictions and patterns of sin and evil in my life to no success, to no success at all. Sometimes you do something evil to replace something that's more evil, you know, or something good, not in God, to replace something that's not of God. But it was when the Holy Spirit came and I received Jesus Christ as my Savior that my life was transformed. And this is what can take place in anyone's life. We were ministering on uh, Saturday uh, at Aldi's, one of my favorite places, because people, I have to say, where's the church? I just point. That's all I have to do. I don't, I'm not even so sure what, where I'm Moravia Park Drive, right? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I'm not good with directions and those kind of things. Well, I just go, it's over there. Oh, you mean the one with the big parking lot? Yes, and the gym at the end, and, and, and a great, great ministry there. It's over there. Just go that way. You, you go that way. You go that way. Oh, that church, that's great, you know? And by the way, even if people don't come, I was talking to some people that told me that their church started evangelism because we evangelized them about a year ago. So they went back and told their pastor about it, and they started an evangelical kind of outreach once a week in their church. So we have no idea what's taking place. Our lives are a living epistle, known and read of how many men? All men. When you're at work, wherever you are, you're in the home, you're taking care of your family, you're, you're working the job, you're having, a, you know, whatever's taking place to your neighbors. We are a living epistle, known and read of all men. And regardless, because, you know, uh, sometimes we forget about how wicked the world is. How, how evil it is, you know? And uh, that's why Jesus Christ crucified the world, Galatians 6.14. He crucified the old sin nature, Romans 6.6. 6. 
And he did a job of victory and defeat on the devil in Revelation 12, 9, 10, and 11. Took, took it all out for us. Amen? You think you could take any of that out yourself? Forget it. And if you think you can, we need to talk. This, something just isn't correct there. Okay? So, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing. And I was thinking about these different uh, ministries that the Holy Spirit has. Number one, the Bible. The Word of God. Amen? The, the Spirit wrote the Bible, and the Spirit lives in me. All I have to do to be spiritual is to connect to what the Spirit wrote. We have the Bible, and it's the ministry of the Holy Spirit to proclaim the Bible, teach the Bible, reveal the Bible, show us the Bible, that we would be Bible-believing people in every area. Not just in some areas, not just in areas of my choosing, but in every area. I thought when I got saved, maybe I could still keep smoking dope. God showed me real quick, out, out now. You know, like Lazarus, out now. You know, that's gone. Well, but Jesus drank wine, out now. There goes the wine, there goes the drugs. Huh? There goes all kinds of looking at stupid movies, uh, whatever's taking place, chasing this person, chasing that person, living as a criminal. Out now. Spirit does that. Spirit takes the word and brings an application into our life. Otherwise, it's only black letters on white pages. But God brings, brings us to a place. We have the Holy Spirit in us, and there's a connect. The Spirit and the Bible. The Holy Spirit and the Bible. You know, when some people tell me they don't like the Bible, I think either they're a brand new Christian that doesn't know God, they're a carnal Christian that never knew God, or they're not saved. They have no desire for the Word of God, for the Bible. Imagine coming to church tonight and all you heard, we love the music, all you heard was music and an offering, and you didn't hear the Bible? Well, how about going to Camp Life, no Bible? Becomes Camp Death. Right? Camp life becomes camp death because there's no Bible. They're preaching, right? Preaching in the morning, right? Preaching in the evening. Rap sessions, right? Pastor Love is a Bible man. Amen? He's a Bible man. I thank God for these men. Pastor Schaller, Pastor Love, uh, the leadership and the ministry. The Bible man. Remember Jeff Brunty's song? The Bible man? Yeah. We got the Word of God. We've got God's holy, eternal Word in our possession. That's amazing. God can speak to us. Can you imagine? Think about that. Sometimes we get familiar with that. God speaks to me. God talks to me. When I study the Bible, 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When I listen to the Bible, I hear preaching and teaching. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. I got the word of God. I can study the Bible. I can hear the Bible preached. I can go to Bible school. What did I say? Well, I've been to Bible school. Well, that was then. How about now? That was then. How about now? Bible school. I can be among living epistles. Amen? You are a, a walking Bible. Yes, love that's in the Bible is in you. And truth and grace, and peace, and mercy, and whatnot. So we, this is like a Bible life. It's a Bible, it's a Bible life. So the Spirit wrote the Bible, and the Spirit's in me. And so I want to have more of a desire, more to be desired than fine gold, and much fine gold sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. Right, Zane? I want the Bible. 
I want the Bible. You got a great wife. She's a living Bible. Don't forget that. No, really. We got the word. We got an eternal word. When you go to heaven, what do you think you're going to be around? The word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, or absolutely is God in the Greek language. Not he was God, and now he's something else. He absolutely is God. And we'll be with the word forever. The word lives in us now. We are in this world, and the world is, is so totally different than the word of God. Have you noticed? Have you noticed the garbage that's everywhere? Huh? People get upset when people don't have their garbage picked up. Well, there's a lot of garbage that needs to be picked up, spiritually speaking. It's just about everywhere. You know what the government needs? The Bible. You know what the President of the United States needs in the cabinet? The Bible. The Bible, okay? You know what kings and people all over the world need? The Bible. A priest came to me one time and he said, uh, I asked him a question. And I, he said, you shouldn't be asking those questions. I said, well, I've been reading the Bible. He goes, that's your mistake. You're reading the Bible. You shouldn't be reading the Bible. We interpret the Bible. I said, I just interpreted something. He said, what's that? That you're off. And I want nothing more to do with you anymore. He was a little funny anyway, you know. <laughs> Should marry. What does that do? What does that mean? The Bible. The Spirit and the Bible. It's incredible. What is the ministry of the Holy Spirit but to unveil and to reach and to manifest and to declare the truth of the Bible? And yet, what is the first thing Satan wants to steal? Huh? Right? Given a place to the devil, Jesus said in John 8, 31 through 34, My word has no place in you. And then in Ephesians 4, 27, he says, Don't give a place to the devil. As soon as the word doesn't have a place in me in any area, demons are coming in. Not to inhabit me, but to project at me. And try to fill what's not there with something from hell. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, the Spirit and the Word. The spirit, how do you know a church is of the Holy Spirit? They proclaim the truth. They proclaim the Bible. The Word of God. Number two. The, the Spirit is directly connected to the grace of God. Zechariah chapter 4. Verses 6 through 10. They went forth shouting, Grace, grace. Grace, grace. The Spirit and the grace of God. If it's not grace, it's not the Spirit. Are you with me? If it's law, legalism, traditionalism, humanism, whatever it may be. If it's not grace, it's not the Holy Spirit. Hello? You know, we've been to churches that were not grace-orientated churches. Do this. <clears throat> don't do this. Stop doing this. Start doing this. You know, it's all about do what you do or don't do. It's all it's legalism, law. No, the Holy Spirit has a ministry of grace, Hebrews 10, 29. It's a ministry of grace to us. In the book of Acts, you can see they were filled with the grace of God and they proclaimed the word, Acts 4, 31 through 34. It was the grace of God connected to the word of God. Otherwise, you define grace your own way. I can define grace and just live a licentious lifestyle and say, it's all grace. Yeah, I can, I can drink. It's all grace. I can have a girlfriend. It's all grace. You know, it's all grace. Now, shut up. You are, you are weird. You're a weird person. You have taken grace outside of truth. And you've made it your own special type of grace to promote your flesh. Ooh, huh? 
Are you with me? Yeah. It's, it's the spirit of God and the grace of God. They go hand in hand. Then you know what else is great about the spirit? It's the spirit in the church. Hello? Oh, I don't know about coming to church. Really? What does 1 Corinthians 12, 13 say about the spirit in the church? Huh? Is the spirit in the church? Hello? I got something better to do. Like what? Like what? What am I, what's, what's better for me to do on Sunday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, and during the week rap session? What's better for me to do? Say, oh, you're getting a little hard. Too bad. That's just the way it is. You know what? It's, a, it's the spirit and the church. The Holy Spirit is in me, and the Holy Spirit's in the church. There's a direct connect. Amen? I come to church. I love church. I love church. I love driving down the highway. Especially now I can see. Before I couldn't see. Now I can actually actually see something. I can see something on my left side, and I don't even care. Get out of my way. I stay in the right lane, and I go very slow. Not the, not the breakdown lane, but I stay half breakdown and half lane so they know there's a problem. But now that I got this eye fixed, watch out. I'm going to be in the passing lane. So I can hit the, board, the, the guard. No, whatever. I don't want to do that. God, please help me. Spirit in the church. Wow. We come to church. It's the Holy Spirit's here. Amen? Holy Spirit's in our relationships. It's spirit to spirit. Do you ever have it have be when it's spirit to flesh? Ugh. How about when it's flesh to flesh? Flesh to flesh? No, no, no. Spirit to flesh, war. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But spirit to spirit, John 3, 3 through 5. Spirit to spirit. We come to church. We have great fellowship. We think correctly about each other because we're thinking with the spirit. We don't have, there's no prejudice. There's no evaluating people. There's no intellectualism that arises a person above somebody else. It's spirit to spirit. Whether somebody's 12 years old or somebody's 84 years old. Spirit to spirit. This is our relationship. A marriage should be what? Spirit to spirit. Amen? God, thank God for my wife. Where is she? She's over there somewhere, right? There she is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for my wife. Wow. Spirit. We, ha- we can have a relationship to spirit to spirit. And anytime it goes wrong, it's always me. Never her. No, I, 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 listen. Dr. Stephen said at one time, most marriage problems are the man. Because he's not initiating correctly. Don't take that to the bank, ladies. Don't use that against your husband tonight. You go home and say, Pastor Shabelli said it's all your fault. Then there'll be people hunting for me tomorrow. Why'd you say that? You don't know what you did. The Spirit's in the church. Amen? Then the Spirit in God's love. Romans 5, verses 5 through 8. The Holy Spirit does what? Sheds the love of God abroad in your heart. Sheds it abroad. Echuno. Pours it out. It's just coming out. We love each other. God loves us. We love God. We love ourselves and we love each other. And one of the big problems why people can't love one another is because they don't even like themselves. They don't like themselves. Right, Jenny? You gotta love you. I gotta love myself. It says love your neighbor as you what? Love yourself. Hello? I don't like me. And you're gonna like the person that's around you because they're gonna remind you of you. I don't like me. Yeah, because they, they remind you and you don't like others because they remind you of you. Right? Knock it off, Woody. 
Every time I shake Woody's hands, I got to go to the doctor. He shakes so hard. I said, Woody, I have all broken fingers from basketball. Give my bones a break. And he just laughs. The spirit and the love of God. We can love unsaved people. We can love our enemies. Hello? Love our enemies. I came home from uh, uh, an African country one time and the seven elders in the church said, we just voted that you shouldn't be here in this church anymore. I said, thanks a lot. That's awesome. Love you guys. And my flesh wanted to kill him. I, I can be honest with you. Like my flesh wanted to like, you know, but I just said, God said, love them anyway. Love them anyway, regardless if they hate you. We can love, we can love people. They're not like us. They do something uh, to us. Something goes wrong in the relationship. We can love beyond that. I don't want to see anybody's flesh, their sin or their faults. Why? Because love doesn't see that. Does love see sin? Does love see iniquity? Does love see flesh? No. We love each other. The whole, that's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. If there's no love in a church, you go to some churches, they're as, they're as cold as, as Iceland in the wintertime. They're cold. Nobody says hi. Uh, uh. Are you new here? Yeah. Coming back again? Maybe. You know, like. Yeah. I used to think when I first came to this ministry, people could almost overdo it. It was so friendly. I thought, what's, what's going on with these people, you know? I remember the first time my brother and I came to a Bible Speaks church service. We came with, you can imagine us, we came with all black suits with black shirts and a black tie. And, I, and nobody, nobody was dressed. I thought to myself, I'm in the wrong place. Or I'm doing the wrong thing here, you know? And people like Pastor Tom Stewart and different people just like were so friendly, came to my house. Remember they visited us, Lynn? Pastor Loftus came to our house. Everything, and they really loved, that, that's what drew me. The church should love people, regardless of who they are, what they've done, where they're going, what their ideas are, what their opinions are. Loving people. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Next, the Holy Spirit bears fruit. Amen? The Holy Spirit bears fruit. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The Spirit bears fruit. Ephesians 5, 9. If it's spiritual, if a church is spiritual, if a Christian is spiritual, there's going to be fruit born. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness, temperance, patience, all these things. There's going to be spiritual fruit. Fruit, without a doubt. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit, to bear fruit in my personal life, in my relationships, and even fruit of winning the lost, John 4, 31 through 36. Bearing fruit. Next, number six, the spirit and faith. If the Holy Spirit's there, we have what? Faith. Faith. I told somebody, October, I'll be all October in Asia. November, I'll be in Morocco. And December, I'll be in South America. And January in West Africa. They said, your brain has got a problem. I said, no, my brain just lives by faith. I just trust God. I mean, why wouldn't I want to just, like, what do you want me to do? Go sit in a rocking chair and just sit there from the time I'm 76 or 77 till I'm 85, rocking back and forth. You know, spitting in a bucket or something like that. What the heck? What am I going to do? What do you want me to do? Huh? I'm going to do this till it's over. Okay? Whatever. And when it's over, it's over. God says it's over. I'm going for three million miles in the air now. Three million air miles. 
788 uh, plane trips. Somehow, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Getting tired thinking about it, so I repent of even talking about that. Forget that. The spirit and faith. We live by what? Faith. A ministry that is a spiritual ministry has faith. Has faith to move to Baltimore. Has faith to go into all the world. Has faith to reach 80 countries. Has faith to plant all these churches that we have around the world. It's incredible. 786 churches in 80 countries. Some of you will say it's only 75. So what? I exaggerate a bit. It's okay. Anyway, faith. Holy Spirit. Is faith connected to the Spirit? The Spirit. Does the Holy Spirit have faith? So if I'm Spirit-filled, I'm going to have what? Faith. You're going to Africa this year. Don't be running away from me anymore. You're sitting over here now because every time you're over there, I talk about Africa. You're coming this year. I don't want to be your free volition, though. Just make a decision, but it better be the right one. I'm only joking. I'm only having fun. Pastor Carl's my friend, right? Can I have fun with you? Thank you. Faith in the Spirit. Finally, number seven in closing. The Holy Spirit and the Gospel. The Holy Spirit loves the Gospel. If the Holy Spirit's in me, then God, through the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, give me a heart's desire and a heart's love for lost people. Really, somebody gave me a track in 1974, and I kept that track, and I got saved. You know what? Just a small person, small little girl gave me a track, and I thought she was nuts. You know what? The Spirit... And the gospel, the Holy Spirit can take a person. I don't care how big they look, how tough they look like Patrick. He's a, he's a, he's just a little meat guy. He just, he just looks like, you know, no, he's not, and he's not, I can knock him over in five seconds. No, <laughs> don't try it. Huh? No, but really, like the Holy Spirit can take a person and tro- totally transform their life. It's the spirit and the gospel. We can look at countries. They say, you can't do it there. Really? Don't tell that to me. Don't say, we can't do it there, because that's where the Spirit will probably lead. He's going to, like when you were young, you walk where you would, and when you grow older, another will gird you and carry you where you would not. Would not. Where am I going to go when I'm older? I'm not old yet. Where am I going to go when I'm older? I don't know. I've always thought about, I was on the Iraq border once. I always thought about Iraq, Iran, some of those places. Really? We should, so, shouldn't we think, pray about that? I'm not saying you should go. Maybe some people could. What else are you going to do? The worst that can happen to you is you die and go to heaven. What's the, what's the deal? You know. <laughs> I'm going over the edge now a little bit. I'm sorry. Okay. The spirit and the gospel. As long as we are, we are a spirit-filled people. This church is spirit-filled, and it is. The leadership is spirit-filled, and it is. We're going to bring the gospel into all the world, into our Baltimore, into our neighborhoods, into our neighbors, at our places of work, into countries where people would rather not even go. But the Holy Spirit wants to be there. The person of the Holy Spirit doesn't have any fear, doubt, doesn't live in anxiety at all. Well, I'm very anxious. Well, get spirit-filled. Well, I'm living in doubt. Get spirit-filled. Let the Holy Spirit fill you. All it is is a decision to say yes to the Holy Spirit. I don't get along with my husband. Let the Spirit fill you. I don't get along with my wife. Let the Spirit fill you. I don't get along with my kids. I don't get along with my parents. How about the Holy Spirit? You think the Holy Spirit can get along with your parents, with the kids? The ministry of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
let's not let's not like take it lightly. Let's let's just say, God, fill me with the Spirit. And if you fill me with the Spirit, in Ephesians five eighteen, you can lead me by the Spirit. Right in Romans eight fourteen, I can obey the Spirit in Acts five thirty one and thirty two. I can be a spiritual person. I can live by the Spirit instead of living by the old sin nature, even the good side. That's the most dangerous. Let's, let's allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in our church, in our ministry, in our personal lives, in our family, in our marriages, in, in, in our relationships, in our places of work. Go into work Monday morning and say, Holy Spirit, give me somebody. How, you think, oh, God, I'm praying that you would give me somebody I could share with. I'm not answering your prayer. I don't like your prayer. Is that how God is? Don't you think God would like that prayer? God, could you open a door for me? Could the Holy Spirit give me an opportunity this week to speak to somebody about their eternal destiny? That's the ministry of the Spirit. He'll do it. Amen? Father, thank you tonight. Thank you for the person of the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the life of the Holy Spirit and the church with the Holy Spirit and believers with the Holy Spirit, may we be filled, filled with the Spirit of God. That the Spirit of God would change us. Some people try to change themselves, not going to work. The ministry of the Holy Spirit in Second Corinthians three seventeen and 18, from glory to glory, he's changing me, even by the Spirit of the Lord. It's the Spirit of the Lord that does the changing. Spirit of the Lord that takes away flesh, and doesn't allow it to reign. The Spirit of the Lord that gives me His mind. The Spirit of the Lord that leads me. The Spirit of the Lord that can transform any situation. Believing in the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We thank you tonight. If you are here or you're watching online and you're not born of the Spirit, then you're lost. Simply, as simple as that, you are lost. But the gospel is brought by the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings the gospel to save souls. He ministered. Many souls got saved in Acts. And down through church history, say, Jesus, come into my life. Give me the person of the Holy Spirit. Change my life. Transform me. Translate me from darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. We thank you tonight. I pray this prayer and I ask God, please do this. And God will. God will. God the Holy Spirit. We thank you. Bless our time tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.